Hey, welcome to the Coffee and Creative Leadership Podcast, a weekly reflection on creative leadership and team culture development. I'm your host, Nikki Lucas, and for the next five to 10 minutes, my goal is to share a leadership concept and prompt that will inspire you to become a more intentional leader this week. So let's jump into the episode. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 12 of the Coffee and Creative Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining me again as we dig into another topic. Well, for this week's leadership concept and prompt, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence, otherwise known as EQ. Now, this is a huge topic to talk about in a 10-minute episode, but this is a topic that is extremely important to my life and leadership, so I'm going to try my hardest to say the things that I need to say and stick as close to that 10-minute mark as I can. Well, before I even get started, you might be thinking to yourself, what does emotional intelligence have to do with being a leader? My answer is everything. So bear with me on this one because I know you're going to want to hear this. Now, you may have heard of emotional intelligence or EQ, and some of you may be hearing about it for the first time right now. Greater chances are that you've definitely heard about IQ, which stands for intelligence quotient. Now, someone's IQ is represented by a number that measures their reasoning ability. And an IQ is measured by using problem-solving tests, and then the results are then compared to the statistical norm or average for someone's age. On the flip side, emotional intelligence, often abbreviated EQ, stands for, you guessed it, emotional quotient. So EQ enables us to use feelings to boost and complement our IQ. This is a both-and relationship. We need both IQ and EQ, not one or the other. To illustrate this point, I found an article by Travis Bradbury, author of the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0, that highlights this truth. He writes, When emotional intelligence first appeared to the masses, it served as the missing link in a peculiar finding. People with average IQs outperformed those with the highest IQs 70% of the time. Now, this anomaly threw a massive wrench into the broadly held assumption that IQ was the sole source of success. Decades of research now point to emotional intelligence as being the critical factor that sets star performers apart from the rest of the pack. The connection is so strong that 90% of top performers have high emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the something in each of us that is a bit intangible. It affects how we manage behavior, navigate social complexities, and make personal decisions to achieve positive results. End quote. Now this is fascinating to me. I always knew emotional intelligence was important, but when I saw that 70% and 90% statistic, it made even more sense. And so what I want to do next is give you a definition for emotional intelligence that comes from psychologist Dr. David Myers. He writes, emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive, understand, manage, and use emotions. Now, I dusted off the old psychology book for that definition, and if you're interested in the topics of psychology and social psychology, I totally recommend you check out David Myers' books. They're incredibly insightful. I love psychology. It's the science part of my leadership degree, and it's been foundational to how and why I lead the way that I do. So again, I'll say emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive, understand, manage, and use emotions. Now, here's what I mean by this. I am a firm believer, because I have seen firsthand over the course of many years, 
that who we are informs and impacts the people we lead. Therefore, emotional intelligence is all about learning who we are and how who we are, okay, that's the informs part, impacts the people we lead. To help us with this learning, there are key components or concepts to becoming or growing in our emotional intelligence, some of which we learn through natural development, okay, the process of observing and working things out through trial and error and just experiencing life. However, there is a difference between becoming and growing in emotional intelligence. For example, okay, I see becoming as uh, entry level, okay, the sense that we begin to be something, okay, so for instance, I can become or begin to be an artist, and I can give myself the title of an artist by drawing a few sketches and then showing them to people, but the fact remains that when I become or begin to be something, it doesn't make me skilled or proficient at it. Skill and proficiency comes when I take steps to intentionally and regularly grow in those ways so that I become better at it over time. So while we become emotionally intelligent at an entry-level sense through the natural means of experience and getting older, I believe we grow in emotional intelligence through intentionally putting in the mental and physical work that it takes to become good or skilled or proficient at exercising emotional intelligence throughout the various situations that we encounter on a daily basis. Friends, I have seen people in their 30s exercise a higher level of emotional intelligence than people in their 50s. It's not solely about age, it's about what we do with our experiences that helps flex our emotional intelligence muscle so that it becomes stronger every single day. Makes sense, right? Let's start with a brief overview of what I found to be the most important concepts of emotional intelligence. Now, if you look into this concept on your own, you'll find variations of these, but this is how I break them down and what I coach people through. The first concept is self-awareness. Now, I've got a lot to say about this, okay, but here's, here's how I'll sum it up. When we become self-aware, we are, very simply, able to be thoughtful about the decisions that we make and the ways that we approach people. We do things better, okay? Notice I didn't say we do things perfectly because that's impossible, but we do things better, period. And at the end of the day, decision-making and how we lead and care for people are the most important things that leaders do. Self-awareness strengthens relationships and organizations, whereas a lack of self-awareness undermines leadership and trust with the people we lead and the organizations we work for. I explored this topic a bit in episode six on how to coach your team, and in that episode, I gave three questions to answer to start the process of becoming self-aware. I recommend you listen to episode six next if you haven't already. Now, self-management is the next concept, and again, a lot to say here, but some of the basic concepts of self-management have to do with understanding your motivations and emotions. So with motivation, uh, this involves understanding what motivates us to do something for ourselves and for others, okay? Those internal motivations then lead to external actions, usually, okay, unless you lack motivation. A lack of motivation is procrastination, which has the ability to derail or set you back from growing and becoming your best self. And then within the concept of motivation, we have these sub-concepts of managing time and goals. And again, these are two areas that all successful people learn and work hard to manage well. And then within self-management, we have the concept of emotions. Now, the truth about emotions is that 
they're often associated with the negative side of the word emotional or being emotional, okay? Which is usually associated with a person reacting poorly or recklessly towards another person or a situation. And in this case, emotions are sometimes considered a weakness, okay? Instead, critical thinking and logic, okay, that's the IQ side of things, is considered the superior alternative when it comes to making decisions and leading people. Therefore, we often think, you know, we have to suppress our emotions. But I will tell you this, my emotions, both the positive and negative ones, have the ability to help me lead better because they make me more self-aware and more others aware. If I just stuffed my emotions down and I didn't take the time to process them in a healthy way before I responded to people and situations, then I would miss out on the opportunity and privilege of being a well-rounded, balanced leader. My emotions help me lead better and they can help you lead better once you identify which emotions you experience the most and what triggers them. And then the next concept is social awareness or what you could call others awareness, all right? I chose social awareness because I felt strongly about keeping that S alliteration going. Okay, so social awareness or others awareness. And again, uh, this one has a couple sub-concepts of which are empathy and people skills. And then there are a slew of concepts connected to the people uh, skills one in general. But first, with empathy, um, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. Empathy is the ability to step into someone else's shoes, to see what their eyes see, to feel what their heart feels, okay? It's an emotional connection that builds and deepens our relationships, and I believe that there are three levels or stages of empathy that we experience as our relationships and interactions with people deepen. Now, empathy is one of the most important components when it comes to emotional intelligence because without it, we are void of the very thing that makes us both self-aware and others-aware. And then there's people skills. Now, I want to highlight the fact that empathy is a people skill, but I keep that one as its own category because it's just that important, okay? But when it comes to people skills, what we're talking about here is the ability to communicate big, big things, vision, uh, but also the ability to make small talk, okay? To ask good questions, to influence and cultivate, and to help people grow. There's so much in this one category that is essential to being a well-rounded leader. So with all of this in mind, here is your prompt for this week. I would love for you to consider signing up for a five-week coaching package that I've developed on becoming an emotionally intelligent leader, learning to lead through self-awareness and others' awareness. Over the years, I have seen firsthand how emotional intelligence and relational leadership can transform culture and keep organizations and teams healthy and motivated and doing incredible work, but getting there takes work first and foremost, for the leader themselves. Like I said earlier, emotional intelligence is foundational to the way that I live and the way that I lead, and it's why I've been able to advance into higher levels of leadership positions over the years. So I want to share what I know with you. You can head over to my website, nicolelucas.me, to find out more. I'll also have the link in the show notes of this episode. And right there on the homepage of my website, you can sign up for the package or you can set up a time to have a 30-minute complimentary call with me to talk through the details more. This Becoming an Emotionally Intelligent Leader package will help you reach your goals in this area. Because unlike reading books and blogs and watching a ton of videos on how to lead and manage your team relationally, 
I will be walking alongside of you as you learn and develop in all of the areas that I just laid out earlier in this episode and even more because there are so many nuances to each component of emotional intelligence that I can never fully cover uh, all of them in podcast episodes, which is why that one-on-one coaching is so helpful in this area. So with my coaching and my 12 plus years of experience in leadership and the various assessments that I've collected and developed over the years, we will use all of this to walk through the nuances of situations and interactions, both past, present, and future, so that you can learn and take practical steps in becoming the leader that I know you can be and that I know you want to be. Friends, emotional intelligence is so critical to our success in life and leadership, and the best part is that it can be developed. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, as long as you are willing to put in the work to grow. So I hope, I hope you will give this some consideration. I would love to help you grow in this area, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks for joining me. Listen next Monday for a new episode. Until then, you can check out NicoleLucas.me for more leadership resources and insights. You can also email me your leadership questions or thoughts at cclpodcast at NicoleLucas.me. Lastly, please review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Go be awesome.